This is College Football Weekly. College football like you've never heard it before. Now, here's Will Chambers and Tyler Walgy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to College Football Weekly. I am Will Chambers. To my left, Tyler Walgy, the professional better. Tyler, how you doing? Another day, another dollar, Willie. You should get that tattooed <laughs> on your face. You ever think about getting face. a face tattoo? I mean, I've thought about it, but it, those thoughts never progress very far. Interesting. I think we all think about a lot of things that don't progress very far. All right, you, here's the deal. You have to get a face tattoo. What do you get? The Mike Tyson one, because then at least you can play it off or something, <laughs> That's right? a big one. That thing covered up like... <laughs> well, if you're going to get a face tattoo... I would get a permanent smile, so I'm always happy, even when I'm sad, <laughs> Joker style. I would get a mustache, a permanent mustache. Would you really? No, no. I don't good. know what I, if I had to get a face tattoo. Oh man, I really don't know what I would do. Maybe I would just get a uh, like a teardrop, so that at least you know people that know you know it's just a joke. But then maybe people that don't are a little scared of you. I would get eyes tattooed on my eyelids, so when I was sleeping. Oh. At the desk, it would look like I was working. I like that. Yeah, see? That's good. Yeah. Okay. Do you, you don't have any tattoos, do you? No, I don't. Okay, neither well, do I. None that anyone's seen before. No, just the mm-hmm. tattoos on the soul. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a lot of those, Will. <laughs> so before we get into college football, because obviously we're going to talk a lot about that, I saw something just today, and I want to talk to you about it. Okay. So this, I was on Twitter and, you know, you can go to the trending page on Twitter and see what everyone in the world is talking about. I love the Twitter. Yes, me too. You're a big time tweeter. Mm-hmm. The old man. <laughs> um, and I saw something about changing the alphabet song. So naturally, okay. I clicked on that. And I don't know who did this or what they're... So essentially what happened is some group, I, don't, I honestly don't even know who. I don't think it's like a prominent group or business or whatever. They like wanted to make a new version of the alphabet song. Everyone knows the song that you learn as a child to learn your ABCs. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And their reasoning, exactly, the reasoning behind changing it was that what they quoted as the problematic (laughs) LMNOP part. And I don't know what is problematic. Maybe it's just that all those letters together kind of go quickly. LMNOP. Because, yeah, yeah, when you sing the song, it's sort of all Yeah, they're all bunched together. But also... uh, Not syllable, but yeah. It always worked fine. Like, everyone learned their letters, right? No one's confused at what L and M and N and O and P are, It did its job. Yeah, so... But it was so funny that they... They turned. They phrased it as that the it's problematic. Probably, it's probably well. It's probably one mad parent whose son right. or daughter couldn't get it, and then it became problematic. Yes. So they they well. I, I will it. say it is 2019, and it's time that we start that we stop discriminating L M N O P and give them the same time every other letter gets. So Absol- that's you know pretty what? consistent right. with everything else today. Will you're right. Equality <laughs> for all letters. <laughs> exactly. Um, but have you listened to it yet? No, I I. I have it here on YouTube. Yeah, I let's believe. play it because I heard it and I, I want to. Let's just give a, a quick warning what? to all of our listeners. Uh, this may be, you know, this could be something that really hurts your brain or your ears, could trigger I, you, really piss you off. So just, this is apparently the new ABC song. I have it here. I hope we don't get any ads. Okay. Is this it? Yes. Okay. B, C, D, E, F, G. Pretty standard so far. H, I, J, I feel like we're going to get in trouble. Here we go. Here we go. M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. This is awful. They messed with a classic. 
Isn't that the worst thing okay. you've ever heard? Okay. I don't know why I have this reaction where I feel this way. Is this kind of all over? Are people talking about this a lot? I mean, it was trending on Twitter, so okay. yes. Okay. And by the way, everyone hates it. it there's no one that's like, oh, I kind of like it. Well, you're messing with it. the classic. This is yeah. the same thing as taking a good old Led Zeppelin and redoing it Miley Cyrus style. I don't want to hear ACDC with a new twist where they're rapping it or doing anything else. The Alphabet song, it's as much of a, a, an American classic as anything else. I think the the worst part about it, obviously, you know, you don't want to mess with the classics, but... <laughs> the, the hardest part is that it's a song that like everyone has imprinted and it's so deep and ingrained in your brain. Well, everyone of, knows it. Yeah. So when all of a sudden it, the whole cadence and the tempo changes and there's random letters being, remember that there's that part where it's like V and then there was that huge pause <laughs> and it was like, what is going on? It's the worst thing I've ever heard. I don't like it and I'm definitely not a fan. So I hate country music. I would listen to 10 hours straight of country music. I'm going to have to listen to that another two times. Yeah. And, and the, the version we listened to also was just terrible. Maybe I picked a bad one, but no, that that's voice, that's like the one. That's the one. That's that like the this, official version that's, that's going the, around. That's the one, yeah. Could they have picked a more? I'm gonna end up in jail for <laughs> hanging out at a children's park the next five years. Voice to send out. <laughs> I mean, my God, it was really creepy. It was especially bad, in the context of like a, ch- a children's <laughs> exactly. song, right? Come on, yeah. kids. Yeah, do Here's better. The new version. Do better, world. I bet you that guy. Let me put it this way. If you saw that guy at Buffalo Wild Wings, you would probably say, you know, that looks like the guy who made that new song. He's probably a weirdo. Yeah, I think I saw that guy earlier. <laughs> like when I was pumping gas, I saw him. I, well, <laughs> he well. gave me a funny look. <laughs> uh, All right, can we talk yeah, about okay. Football? So we can move on to that. Okay. So back to sports. Uh, week nine happened. By the way, just week nine quick thing. This, I, this is the best time of year for sports, hands down. You have football going on. We're getting into like the heat of the football season. The World Series is happening. The NBA and the NHL are back. Soccer is going on. Uh, racing. There's Formula One. I'll be in Austin next week for the USA Grand Prix, the Formula One race this, this weekend. What else? What other sports are going on right now? What am I missing? Well, now that you're going Formula One, I mean, I guess we could go all over the board here. Isn't bowling back? <laughs> bowling? Is this bowl, Is there an off-season for bowling? <laughs> well, there's never an off-season for bowling. That's exactly right. It's an indoor sport. You can play it year-round. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a terrible bowler. Uh, like like embarrassingly bad. Like when I go for... I, I went on a work bowling trip in Greeley. Uh-huh. And I was nervous to go because I'm so bad. I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. Did you ask for the bumpers? I actually did, kind of in a joking <laughs> way. Like, we get bumpers, huh? Would, but really, though? No, we <laughs> like, seriously. It's Yeah, but anyway, sorry. Well, all the sports going on, I love it. But college football, still, that's our thing. That's our bread and butter. It's what we do. Week nine, Tyler. Week nine was pretty good. Uh, that LSU-Auburn game. So, yeah. Auburn, man... Auburn really impressed me. Their defense, I, I we knew their defense was good and that they could stop the run. And first half plus seven covered. Nice, yeah. And I'm I had them in my teaser and uh, I teased them down to just four and a half. That was the one I gave out last week with Ohio State. And uh, LSU had it right there, and then just Auburn scored a touchdown there with you know a minute or two to go. A little bit of a backdoor cover. Yeah, that one upset me. But even still, I I was most. I mean, I wasn't impressed with Bo Nix really, or the Auburn offense. It was more the Auburn defense that, you know, I, I thought they would struggle against the pass. I knew they were good against the run, but I, they hadn't really played a team with such a dynamic passing offense yet. And for them to, they really slowed down 
Joe Burrow in that LSU offense. Right. No, I think that defense looked very good. I mean, look, this was a huge game. I think that everyone's been down on Auburn. I've been saying this now for a few weeks. I think Auburn is a very good team, and we haven't really seen them on that stage against that kind of uh, opponent. Right. LSU, now number one in the AP poll. I'm sure we'll get to that later. Yeah. But it's not like that was a, you know the typical LSU offense. I think that was a huge statement by Auburn. And this game coming up in a few weeks against Alabama is going to be good, man. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, speaking, of, yeah, Alabama. Well, well, LSU and and Auburn, but yeah, both yeah, of them coming for up. sure. Yeah, Alabama's got a tough schedule coming up, and Alabama blows out Arkansas, who's a bad team, but with their backup quarterback, forty-eight-seven. So, you know, I I think that when when uh, Tua came out and and injured two weeks ago, and the backup came in, didn't really look too sharp. Everyone was thinking, uh oh, you know, is this is this a problem for them? Uh, it doesn't look like a problem so far. I think Alabama will be probably just fine even if two is not there. But all the reports sound like he's already practicing. He's probably going to be back for the LSU That's game. That's so crazy. It has not been that long at all. Like, out a few weeks. I knew that, you know, they said he was going to make a quick recovery. But this is really quick. And I'm not a doctor, but it just seems like there's a chance for injury. And I'm sure if there is, we shouldn't even – you know what? I always talk about how – we shouldn't kind of talk out of our element in terms of coaching and injuries, things like that. Right. We should just assume if he plays against LSU, he's ready to go. He's not going to re-injure it. There's no chance of him re-injuring it. Don't you think that they're not going to risk his NFL career and their chances of anything? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, as far as NFL career goes, I don't know that, uh, <laughs> that, that Nick Saban really cares. Um, um, I mean, maybe he cares a little bit, but I'm, my guess is that Tua probably wants to play either way. But, you know, there is a, a argument to be made that, they could say, well, we're going to rest him because even if we were to lose this game, we're probably still getting in it, especially now the Oklahoma loss, and we'll get to that next. But if they lose to LSU and go 11-1 and one and don't even play in the SEC Championship, they're probably right. still getting well, in the playoff. That, that's what I was saying last week. If they, they're, they're the one team right now in the country that if they do lose that game, they have to feel the best. Like I'm not sure how you really quantify that, but I think we, if we were to make a ranking system of – teams one through whatever 130 that if they had a loss how likely are they to get in Alabama's obviously number one on that list yeah because so, they get the benefit of the doubt yeah so I think they're kind of they have to be operating with that mindset at, le at least knowing that's a possibility they still want to win the game they obviously don't want to even make it a question but I mean I just figure if they're going to put two out there there's no way he's going to be 70 percent or so even though I mean remember last Maybe. year in the championship or the final four when he pl uh, played with the same injury, they said he was like 80% back then. Yeah, and my guess is that if he's, if, he's, if he's about 80%, he'll probably play. It might limit him a little bit, but he's still going to be the better option back there for them. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be exciting no matter what. Whoever's back there, them when they take on LSU, man, it's great. But they do have a bye week to work with. So. Yeah, for sure. As does LSU, by the way. Uh, oh, all right. Both bye weeks. Uh, speaking of playoff teams, Ohio State, Wisconsin – so this one was fun because Ohio State, the first quarter, it's 0-0. I know. And it's like, oh, my gosh, is Wisconsin actually going to give them a game? Are they this good? Is Ohio State not as good as we thought? And then Ohio State ends up scoring like a really late touchdown at the end of the first half to go up 10 nothing. So they cover the first half spread oh! again, by the way. They do <laughs> cover the first half spread that. again, which I think was just seven points. Then they just murder them in the second yeah, half. They I, end up scoring uh, 28 points in the second half. Wisconsin scores one touchdown, 38-7. I hopped on them there halftime, yeah. the halftime line, yeah. Um, They've won me a lot of money this year, man. No, Ohio it, State's it, been a winner. It was great. I, they pulled away second half, and, and you could tell – and the big difference in that game and the OU game, which I lost money on when I jumped <laughs> in at halftime, 
you know, the the big difference there was the, the zero on the scoreboard. That right. defense still looked like the great Ohio State defense, and eventually they were just going to pull away because the defense keeps shutting them down, and the offense just has to find one or two things that work in the second half, which they obviously did. Oh, well, yeah. Ohio State's scary, man. I think they should be the number one team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're the best at everything. They have the be- I think that they, when you look at just defense, offense, special teams, everything put together, they're the best. Yeah. And they they just have, you know, when especially when they're playing a team like Wisconsin, Wisconsin's got to do everything perfect to stay in that game. And then you look at just the speed difference. Like the guys that Ohio State has as far as talent-wise at the skill position, they just have an extra level. They have like a whole extra gear to get into. And you saw it. It was so evident. It was like these huge big plays that Ohio State kept, kept making. They were breaking them off. Wisconsin did a good job in the first half to kind of limit Justin Fields, but ultimately a team like Ohio State is just going to break through at some point, and then once once the big plays start coming, it kind of just snowballs from there. Were you talking about the amp to 11 last week with Ohio State? Uh, is that the right the right team? No, but I mean, it, it would, it would make if there, sense. Yeah, if there's one team who... who this they, one goes to 11. <laughs> I don't... A little Spinal Tap reference. Yeah, of course Add it is. Add that to the list of movies Tyler's <laughs> never seen. It's awesome. I'm watching Forrest Gump this week, though. Yeah, you are. It's been on the docket. We're, <laughs> we're going to make you watch that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if there's one team Ohio State's going to... Not one team, but it, Ohio State, if they're in that scenario against a great team or who they perceive to be a great team, right. they're going to be able to get up and, I mean, they have to be the favorite right now. Dude, and Chase Young... Good God. Yeah, I mean, they. how many elite ends are they going to go through? It's like uh, yeah, right it's of insane. passage now. If you're the Bosa brothers, and Chase Young makes the Bosa brothers look like, like I mean, it's hard to make those guys <laughs> like look Bo- average. Like the Bosa sisters? <laughs> Seriously, man. I mean, Chase Young is a freak. Uh, you know, I don't know how much you, if you're willing to entertain the debate, like should he be a, should he be in the Heisman conversation? I don't know his numbers. I mean, it's insane. He already has like twelve sacks through uh, through what eight games. It's tough. Like when whenever there's someone that good, it's hard because you're now years and years after the first defensive player. When did Woodson win it? Ninety seven, six or seven. Yeah, ninety seven. I think. I mean, we're looking now at twenty at. Uh, 30. 30 years. Good God. 30 years. Oh, no, you're right. Yes. Yeah, Gosh, our math is terrible. Thir- 22 years. 22 years. Football's changed so much in those couple of decades that now if you're going to compare defensive stats and offensive stats, I I honestly think it should maybe give a bit of a nod to the defense because now if you, if you look at the bar that's raised, everyone's playing good offense. Right. You know, you could look at the 90th best quarterback right now in the country and they're probably putting up some good numbers. So, I mean, I think that... The the nature of football would lean me to say if there's ever a time, it's probably now if you're that good. I think he's the best player in the country. Just if if you're looking at all positions, but but if you're looking at even his own team, I mean Justin Fields and uh, who's that running back? Uh, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, and their wide receivers are great. But even still, I mean they're throwing double and triple teams at him, and he's still getting back there and and wrecking havoc. He's oh, it's a double team. I will be so happy if that dude declares the NFL. I mean, if I was an NFL team, I honestly might take him number one over Tua or all those other quarterbacks, that's too. That's when you're not an NFL GM. Well, that's true. <laughs> no, I did. But no, a I lot mean, of NFL look, GMs might, might agree with yeah, me there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm in too much of a Madden zone lately that you just can't mess with my <laughs> drafting wheel. I'm, I'm operating on a different level over here. Yeah. But I digress. I, he's going to go high. He's a top five pick. Right. But yeah, do you think man. he'll make the Heisman finalists at least? Like, will he be in the top four or five, however many they send to New York? Right now, I'm going to say no. Really? Uh, I mean, if I were inviting him, I would. But if I'm going to guess right now, is he going to be invited? I don't think he gets invited, unfortunately. 
Because there's too many other good high-profile players right now. Burrow, Field, uh, 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 Hurts. Even though after that loss, it's still... Yeah, Jalen Hurts. For, he'll for sure be there. Okay, so and then, and then you just throw in and Chase Young right there. That's it. What about jo- What four. about like Justin Herbert? No, he doesn't have Heisman numbers. I, don't, I know he's supposed to be projected as going high, but, but that, that dude's not a Heisman but they're, contender. But they're top 10. And, and That doesn't matter. His numbers aren't great. He's not throwing the ball downfield much. Yeah. I know he's big and he's got a big arm and... You know, he's got that nice oh, organ. Off the top of my head, I can't him. think. I think that that's your four right there. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, I, there you go. I would put him in there, honestly, and I think he should get serious consideration. So, Ohio State's just freakish. I hate it. They're um, good. We They're talked great. about it a second ago. Oklahoma losing to Kansas State. Boomer sooner, not so much. Yeah, it's not good at all for. It's, it's too bad the wagon didn't turn over in, for this game. You know, the sooner <laughs> schooner when it flipped two weeks ago yeah. would have been perfect for this game. I know it would have been. This was uh, God. I mean, I love seeing stuff like this. I just hate seeing it for OU because this now means one more SEC team is likely going to get in. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I, it's going to be hard. But I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see Jalen Hurts take Alabama down. If there's one team that would have made it so sweet for sure. this year, it would have been it's great. It's Hurts and OU beating yeah. Alabama, man. And he just gets to go over and say "fuck you," Nick Saban, right to his face after the game. <laughs> I think he probably still likes him. He'd probably hug him, but. I'm sure he'd want to win and shove it in his face, though. That's for yeah, sure. What he'd be thinking. But yeah, I mean, you're right. If if Oklahoma is pinned up against, you know, Alabama or LSU with just one loss to the other team, they're probably Oklahoma's probably not getting no in. No right? way, no way. I mean, yeah. Kansas State has a decent record this year, but there's, uh, I just don't think so. Unless there's so many other losses. OU does have that kind of brand going yeah. for him. So if it does come down to OU and a couple other teams, they're still probably in the conversation, but. You can't give this up is, 48 points to Kansas State. Yeah, and, and you're right. It's also the way they lost. It's yeah, not like sure. some like weird, fluky 2017 game. They, right. That defense just kept giving up yards and yards I know, and man. yards. And Chris Kleiman's doing a great job at K-State. And I lost that halftime bet, so there you go. I lost the full game bet, so <laughs> hey. there you go. We're both losers. Thanks <laughs> thanks a lot, Chris Kleiman. Uh, <laughs> Penn State, Michigan State. Penn State takes care of business. They cover, thankfully. And I, uh, I, I ended up adding that. Um I I hate actually saying this. I mean, we leaned to Penn State on the podcast, but I liked them. But yeah, I think I think you were leaning. I was hesitant, man. But did you add it to the? I did. Wise Money portfolio. Yeah, I ended up submitting it to to Wise Money. Well, good, and that's a win. I know, but it's so weird because I I woke up and I that's the one I felt the weirdest about. Until you start watching the game, it's like okay, this is the right side, right? But up until game time, I was just like, what what's going on that I don't understand? And well, it was just, just the past history, right? It was that that Michigan State had been really good. I think they'd won the last two against it Penn had State. To be, it had to be, and that the you know the market just didn't want to over adjust, which sometimes some years they do, and right, and that's you know something where you can pick them off. But yeah. I, it, that scared me for a little bit, but it, it ended up being easy. And I think that Penn State made kind of a statement that game. And I do believe that a lot of teams get into a situation where motivation becomes an issue right. because you're playing teams beneath you. You just kind of wanted to get to the end of the season. They're now undefeated, or they're still undefeated. Uh, undefeated, right? Yeah. Penn State. Yeah, number six they're, in the country. You know, you know what they're saying in their locker room. Why is no one talking about us? I, like the, I think people are. I think, now they are. Maybe yeah. the last couple of weeks. But rewind two weeks ago, you and I were talking about potential playoff contenders. They, no one's taking them seriously up until a couple of weeks ago. I think. That, I mean, look, their whole season is just going to come down to Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State, they're going to go undefeated, and then they're getting in. And so I think that a lot of people are just expecting Penn or Ohio State is so looks. They oh, look. Ohio State looks better than Penn State. Penn State looks great, by the way. Their, yeah. their defense is great. Sean Clifford has been 
I mean, he's exceeding expectations by a mile. He's been really impressive. But you're just never going to give credit to the slippery head, are you? I don't like. Well, I'll give him credit. I'll still say I don't like him. I think he, uh, James Franklin. But I wish his name was Pete, so we could actually call him Slippery, slippery Pete. Slippery Pete. Yes. Yeah. Slippery James doesn't work. No, but I like calling him Frames Janklin because that's that's just what you call it when he's doing stupid James Franklin <laughs> things where he's up twenty eight points and he just like takes his foot off the gas pedal and lets teams back in. Yeah. He's got a penchant for losing fourth quarter leads he's done it a bunch it's gonna come back and bite him sometime well we'll see if they can beat ohio state um stay in the big 10 my boys michigan big win big win against notre dame oh it feels good and i just tell you i needed that one tyler like my psyche needed it all i wanted them to do was to play a tough game and you know we saw in that in that second half against penn state last week michigan started to look like a real team they had a chance there at the end against penn state and kind of blew it but then they get notre dame at home it's a monsoon. The rain that was coming down was insane. It was raining the whole time. It looked like they were in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah, it was crazy. And they still get 300 yards on the ground. Well, Michigan looked amped up, ready to go. Yeah. And you could tell but at the very start of the game, okay, it looked like to me both teams came out max effort, max intensity, national championship level of intensity, and Notre Dame couldn't match it through the game. Michigan yeah. in the third quarter, mid-third quarter, is jumping around like it's the last game of the season. Right. And Notre Dame at that point looked dejected. So yeah. I, I give Michigan a lot of credit for showing up and just being fired up, ready to go. Yeah, man. The do- the defense was dominant. And especially like in, in those rain games, everyone knows what to expect in those rain games, right? So we're not going to pass the ball. We're going to try to grind it out. Usually those games are ugly. They can be like 14, 13 type games. And so for everyone in the whole world to know – Hey, they're going to be running the ball a lot, and Michigan still gets 303 yards <laughs> on the ground. That's yeah. super impressive. I tweeted out when I was during the or when I was watching the game because I my eyes didn't know what I was seeing. I've been watching Michigan for so long; they've never been a team that can run against good teams, and especially run really dominantly like that. And I was like, "Is this a mirage? Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm seeing. This looks weird to me." And they just kept marching down the field and doing it. I think we actually have some. Uh, someone asked Jim Harbaugh after the game about what his game plan was against Penn State. Do we have that audio? I do. I just felt like running. <laughs> <laughs> well, Forrest Gump for you there before he, you. Uh, yeah, what, what's that from? Uh, for, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Tyler's going to watch Forrest Gump this week, and he's going to give his uh, his movie critique next week. I'm going to be I'm gonna be tough on it, too. Don't expect you any You can't just, be tough on it. No, I'm going to be real with it. Yeah, I'm be not going to go That's in fine. thinking, oh, this is the movie everyone loves. You know why it? I'm fine with you being real with it? Because you're going to be like, I love it. It's All great. Right. All right. I felt like running. But they did, and they came out, and they were running, man. 57 run plays, only 14 pass plays. You know what they would have said if this was 1985 radio? You know, Will, it looked like the field was tilted one direction. <laughs> they were <laughs> running downhill. <laughs> I have 57 runs and 15 passes is like what you expect That's, out of like Navy okay, or Air that Force. That is how you get the maximum out of uh, uh, quarterback uh, Shane, Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson. That's how you reach his max is you uh, don't have him win ball games. Yeah, I agree. I truly don't put it on that, his man. shoulders yes. for sure. Like they need to use more. I honestly think Jim Harbaugh should still be playing call, more play actions. Right. I, well, I they think still that would work with I, this guy. I think they still, even this year, have wanted to be a run first team. The problem is that they've been down early, and so then they kind of have. They're in like because of game flow, they have to throw the ball. And now with this game, they got up early, and then it's like, well, let's just put our foot on the on their necks and just keep it going. I know everyone loves talking backup quarterbacks. Uh, for those who don't know, Will and I are from the uh, Greater Denver area. 
and we grew up kind of around the McCaffrey family, watching sure. the McCaffreys throughout high school, so on and so forth. Uh, Dylan McCaffrey, now the backup at Michigan, he's going to start next year, right, when Shea Patterson's gone? Yeah, for sure. He looks pretty... I mean, he'll be fighting for the starting spot with he Joe got, Milton, he, but he got I think a little he'll bit of time, didn't he? Yeah, he got in I late. Love, he threw a touchdown. He looks yeah, good. Yeah, see, that, that, those he's are valuable He's looked good almost even. every time he's gotten in, but I think that people are also... They've been too quick to be like, get rid of Patterson, put in McCaffrey. But, we haven't yeah. seen enough out of McCaffrey. You know, it's, it, there's that old adage that the most popular guy on the team is the 1985 radio again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I think definitely a lot of Michigan fans and uh, people that aren't Michigan fans are like Shea Patterson sucks, but Jim Harbaugh's made it clear. And we've seen it over the last three games. It's that Patterson gives them the best chance to win. And when he's playing well, he's really awesome. And I think you're right they just need to have more balance on offense. And when you have a running attack, that can push around. Look, Notre Dame was that's Georgia's best win. They played Georgia really tough earlier in the season. And so for them to come into that game against Michigan, Michigan blows them out. Final score is 45-14. That was really impressive. I know Michigan doesn't have anything to play for anymore. And, and actually the worst part about this is that what's going to happen, it's going to give me false hope for them having a chance <laughs> against Ohio State. It's going to make me think like, well, if we get up and we can run the ball, we might have a shot here, Tyler. I don't think they don't have a shot, even at home. They're not going to beat Ohio State. You're probably right, but now I have false hope. After seeing them crush Notre Dame, they'll probably beat the shit out of Michigan State. Is it in Ohio State or Michigan this year? No, it's in Ann Arbor. That's the only thing ooh, Michigan's got ooh. going. And Ohio State has to play Penn State the week before. So ooh, okay. that's something. Uh, we'll see what I'm saying. I'm already uh, talking myself into it, and I know it's false hope. And so I'm glad they beat Notre what Dame. What kind of a schedule job is that where they have Penn State before Michigan? Michigan gets a bye? No, Michigan doesn't have a bye. Oh, they, I play, was gonna... they play Indiana, who actually isn't a walk a pushover anymore. Indiana's already got they're six and two right now. Um, so I think that, it, that that's State. definitely beneficial for Michigan, but it's been say. like that in the past. There were times uh, where well, they had to play Michigan State before they played us, and Michigan had to play Wisconsin before we played Ohio State. So, so it's not I, it's not it's, that it's not any weird inner workings. No. And guess what? Nothing strange going Ohio on. Ohio State doesn't need any more help than than, than I don't how know. good they are. They don't, I don't need help. help. I think I think they've been getting help for a while, Will. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk conspiracies? <laughs> exactly. Let's do it. Uh, no, yeah. So Michigan gets the win. Let's see here. Uh, Oregon wins also. They, You think they got a chance to sneak into the playoff? Well, they happens? snuck that win out of freaking nowhere. Yeah, Two sure. points. really close. I do one of these pools that I just don't give a shit about every week. Uh-huh. Like I, a survivor it's a, pool? It's a pick em pool. Oh, no, okay. it's just like uh, you pick three college games, three. It's gotcha. a $27 buy-in for the year. <laughs> it's just like, come on, dude. It's big money. It's like, it, you know, I don't. It's it's like a twenty percent of like days of work for you, Tyler. <laughs> if I, if according to your your <laughs> yeah, exactly saying. right. Um, no, but so I always just kind of like pick games randomly on this, and I just picked Oregon minus fourteen. Of course, I figured they had a big chance of running it up, and it's super. I just, that's where my squareness comes out. I can just be yeah, super sure. Square. How that? What's going on here with Washington State? How? Well, Washington State's just one of those teams like Oklahoma State, who you didn't take for once, and then, of course, they, they cover and win. <laughs> What's going on but, with me, man? Excuse my friend. He's a little slow. I take him when they lose. I don't <laughs> take him when they win. There's always a, a few teams like right. that every year. That's what I'm saying. I just can't get a feel for them. Washington State is that team this year. You never know what, you never know what you're going to get. Another uh, Forrest Gump line that you don't know because you suck. Um, life is a, that's life's a box, box of chocolates. chocolates. Yeah. See? I mean, you've heard it enough, but you still haven't seen the movie. Anyway, it's, it's hard to get a read on a team like Washington State. So, yeah, they can get blown out by Utah and play really bad against you know UCLA. And then they show up at Oregon and almost pull out, pull off the win. 
I still don't know. I think Mike Lee. I think that offense is erratic as Mike Leach's personality. Week to yeah. week, you don't know what you're going to get. They're like a perfect representation of him. So theoretically, I should never bet on them because they're, they're too unpredictable. Like the essence of betting, and I know this may sound su- stupid or obvious to most, but you, you want to deal with the most predictable team. Right. Like the lowest volatility teams. For, they, for them going out every weekend and kind of different team all the time, you'd figure I'd want to stay away. Or do you just go with the Costanza method? where if you ha- feel like you have a read on them, you're like, hey, this is the week I'm going to pick Oregon. Oh, I need to do the opposite. I'm taking Washington State. And then when you feel like Washington State's going to be in a really good spot, you go, now I'm taking the team they're playing. It turns Just out do the opposite. every decision I've ever made in my entire <laughs> life has been wrong. <laughs> yeah, so you got to do the opposite. Classic Costanza. Uh, for all the Seinfeld fans out mm-hmm. there, there you go. Uh, Texas loses to t- at TCU 27-37. Texas is in trouble. Texas is not back. No, no, no. Texas is not back. Uh, I don't. Where did TCU come from? We haven't talked about TCU once this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I did mention them as maybe a, a sleeper Big Twelve team in our preview, but even still, I, didn't, I don't think I really believed sure? it. Yeah, I, did. I must have been sleeping. I mentioned it that. as like you know, outside of Oklahoma and Texas, the two teams I thought had a chance were TCU and and Iowa State. And TCU, they've, they've struggled, but they're, it seems like they're getting it together a little bit. Their What's jerseys that? were so ugly, by the way. What's Iowa State's record now? Uh, did they win? They, they lost. They to lost. Oklahoma State. That was that so game. So then they are five and three, I believe. Oh. Um. So they can still get there. We'll see. Probably mm-hmm. not. You're probably right on that under for Iowa State. We'll but see. yeah, TCU. They beat Texas. TCU is kind of in the same ilk as Washington State and yeah. and uh and Oklahoma State, where it's like you just don't know what their what team is going to show up on Saturday. Well, and and that could also have been more about Texas. It was a down spot for Texas. I mean, yeah, they had just come off getting giving up 48 points yeah, to Kansas maybe they and just almost losing quit, that you know so it might be I mean injuries I mean look you got to say that the injuries on defense have been horrific for them um, but you know at some point you have to to look past that and say we got to do something to stop it I think that if Herman wants to stick around in Austin and have a job for the future he's got to get a new defensive coordinator in there and make some changes because the offense hasn't been the problem you no. know 27 points for them this week that's one of their lowest scoring games of all year you could call that a bad offensive performance for them but the defense has been the problem yeah it's are, are they uh where are they in the big 12 right now baylor's up there right third they're yeah. fourth even i mean they have two big 12 losses now yeah, so they're probably not even going to make it to the big no, 12 championship no game. Th- they're out of it for sure what a weird so, year for texas not back texas <laughs> they, not they back. are not back <laughs> minnesota's uh seven or no eight no seven or no now for undefeated the gophers undefeated Let's see here. Yeah, so Oklahoma State, that's that's who beat Iowa State. It was the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game. I gave out that Iowa State number. I regret it for sure. <laughs> Oklahoma State showed up finally. They, they, you know, their offense, it really yeah. is their defense played well. And Brock Purdy threw three interceptions. So that's a big deal too. Yeah, but Oklahoma State, I mean, come on. And totally redeem yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think they have a chance to make the Big 12 championship, but you got to feel good about that even though you didn't pick them, so... Well, I said there were. Didn't I pick him for something in the Big Twelve Championship earlier? Yeah, you picked him as like your. You, as this was two weeks ago before they lost to Baylor. You said you still think they were going to get to the Big Twelve Championship game against Oklahoma. So they might if things go extremely weird. Big old loser for you there, Tyler. <laughs> Big old loser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you had from Week Nine there? Not a anything whole lot of note. No, not of note. Okay, no notes for you then. No, no notes. Yeah, I know you're a very. Uh, you just take take a lot of notes. You're I do usually, but you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, not this week. Well, note to self: 
<laughs> original Alphabet song, still the champ. Um, one, I, I mean, this is from a couple weeks ago, but something that I had written down in my notes from then, Dabo Sweeney sending the player who punched the other guy back on the manager's bus. I love that move. Yeah. Love it. Okay. But my whole thought was, wait a minute. I just can't help but put myself in the mind of the manager going, wait, this is the punishment for this guy? We ride the bus every time, every day. You think that this bus is that grueling? Do you think that this is that grueling to where it's punishment? for? It's like, can you imagine if like your boss goes, all right, Johnson, you're punished for the day. You're punished, but you're following Will around. Do what he does all day. You'd be like, I mean, if you're a, a grunt and it's like a executive, <laughs> it is punishment, right? I mean, there is a there's a hierarchy there. There's a chain of command. Is it, but and all the players are flying back. Yeah, exactly. So you're going so from like an like hour the, flight to like a seven-hour drive. Yeah, for the equipment managers, and that's it. You're you're How punished. O- you're riding back with the equipment guys. That's got to be awkward for those guys, too, because they're probably like dudes in their mid-30s or older. Right. And then there's just like some some college kid that just, you know. By the way, this is like the old one of the dumbest things that you can do. I love when I see this because it's always like I, I get that it's just emotions are high for those players, and I'm sure that the dude – it was against Louisville, right? Um, when he when it happened, yes. Yeah, I'm sure the Louisville guy said something to him that pissed him off. Maybe cross line, whatever. Even still, if if I see you punch a guy who's wearing a helmet, I already know you're not smart. <laughs> like that's the dumb. <laughs> right. I, I'm surprised the guy didn't break his hand. He punched him square in his face. Mask. I never get that. It's like I cool, never. dude. You hit <laughs> me in my helmet. It's the thing that I use to smash other people head first. <laughs> exactly. Do you think that your fist is gonna hurt me? It's so stupid. That's that's that and the uh, my other biggest football pet peeve is when like a corner gets beat but the quarterback you know overthrows it or whatever and it's incomplete and then, and then they, <laughs> they wave the incomplete hands like yeah i shut that guy down it's like dude if they had a, a good quarterback that would have been a touchdown on you i love that corners are that's where it starts man corners are the divas of, of football yeah them and the wide receivers yeah right? exactly yeah, yeah that's it's where true it's where it begins you just got to have that mindset i guess i love it but yeah you punch a guy wearing a helmet uh i've already you know You've lost all respect for me. At that yeah, point. it kind of fills out the resume itself, <laughs> right there. But I do love the punishment from Dabble. I think that's such a, a like football guy move. I, like, I, I you're going to ride with the managers. I, that's all I could help but think is, what are the managers thinking after reading that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Those guys, maybe they were I'm like stoked s- about it. See, like, Will, hey. this is why I have to speak for the people. <laughs> that's right. Uh, moving on. Mm. So I don't know if you saw this piece of news. This was, uh, I think it hit the news yesterday. It was. I don't know how how close you follow college recruiting, Tyler, but a player committed to LSU yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's a wide receiver, I believe, out of Arkansas. I may be wrong about that, but he's, he's in the South. Okay. His name is, and this is not a joke, this is his real born name. His parents named him this. It's on his birth certificate. His first name is DeColdest, <laughs> spelled D-A coldest. His middle name is To Ever Do It. And his last no. name is Crawford. No. His name is the coldest to ever do it, Crawford. And he. <laughs> <laughs> he commits to LSU. He's a wide receiver. Okay. The coldest. And that is. It went viral because everyone's like, this is amazing. This guy's mm-hmm. name is incredible. So, what are we doing puns today or something like that? No. So, what we're going to do is we're going to do a game of real or fake. And it's going to be the name game. Okay. So here's okay. how this is going to work, Tyler. Should I, I pull some game show music? Yeah, do it. Let's get it going. And you're the uh, the contestant here. I'm the host. All right. Here's, here's how the game works, Tyler. I'm going to give you <laughs> a name. And you're going to tell me if this is a real college football player <laughs> or a fake college football player that I made up. 
<laughs> and most of these are active. There's a couple that uh, are ex-college football players of the real ones. Okay. So I got about 10 names here. So we'll real, real or fake yep, college I'm going to give you the name, and you got to go, okay, you just mm-hmm. you guess if it's real or, or, or fake. All right, let's do it. First name, Zoltan Mesko. <laughs> Zoltan, wasn't that like an Adam Sandler movie or something? <laughs> it was uh, Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> yeah, there was like a, a space guy where they would be like, Zoltan! That was like their space leader. Yeah, it was like a so, cult. Yeah, fake. Uh, you'd be wrong, sir. No, Zoltan Mesko. <laughs> he was a punter at Michigan uh, about 10 years ago. I remember him very well, actually. That's why I came wow. up with that. I was like, that was a crazy name. Zoltan <laughs> Mesko, real. Next name. <laughs> this is going to be way too much fun. All these names. I really wonder what's going to go through your head. Longfoot shiny shoes. <laughs> is that real or fake, Tyler? <laughs> Longfoot shiny shoes. <laughs> that is the fakest name I've ever heard. You sure? Yes, fake. Yes, it's fake. It's fake. <laughs> but when you hear some of these some of these real names, I think you're going to be surprised. <laughs> I think you're going to say, okay, maybe Longfoot shiny shoes could have been real. Maybe there will be one one day. Longfoot shiny shoes. Longfoot shiny shoes. <laughs> okay, next name. Dick Mustache. Real or fake? Uh, okay. Probably I Richard. Probably Richard. So many name. things I want to say right Dick here. Dick Mustache. <sighs> we'll keep it semi-clean for... <laughs> <laughs> semi-clean. As clean as the Dick Mustache can be. <laughs> I'm going fake. Yeah, no it's, one. Yeah, it's fake. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, but Dick Buttkiss is a real guy. So, you know, I don't but know that There's that far a certain off. responsibility <clears throat> that goes to naming your kid if your last name is Mustache, and I don't think <laughs> Dick would be. <laughs> but what about Richard? Yeah, I mean, what if they're not. Rich Dash. Rich I guess, Dash. I guess that you could, could be, be thinking but that. But you're right, that could it's be fake. The case. So you're, you're two and one right now. Okay. Next, next name Freddie Mango. Ooh, Real or fake? Freddy Mango. Well, I know Mango is a Saturday Night Live character. Chris, uh, whatever his name was. Yeah, what was that guy's name? Uh, but Freddy Mango. I'm sure he talks like this. Freddy Mango. Freddy, right? Freddy Mango. See, it's the D-Y that makes me think it's real. Because no one's going to be Fred Mango. But Freddy Mango... Well, now I'm trying to think of occupation. I'm like, what we do? Oh, he's a football player. I said this is the game. That would be his occupation, <laughs> assuming he's real. Yes, we're gonna go. We're going fake. Real. No. Plays for Grambling State. Two and two. Next game up or next game? Next name up. Does he sound like that? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. He plays at Grambling State, which I believe is an all-black school. So my guess is he doesn't talk like this. <laughs> like a Swedish <laughs> mountain climber. <laughs> uh, next name. Captain Sean Rumbringer. <laughs> oh, good God. Real captain, or fake? Well, is he captain of the football team, or is that part of his name? Name. This would be his name. Captain Sean Rumbringer. I'm going to go... See, I'm doing a little psychology here. You just said that is his name. Instead of that would be his name if he were fake. Oh. Which you've said a few times before. you just catch me in a trap? I'm going to go real name. Fake. Oh, oh. damn it. <laughs> Fooled you. Fooled you there. Okay. Next one. <laughs> what's, what's the record? You are two and three now. Ooh. Losing streak. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I yep. was two and one, yeah. Two and three. Uh, next name. First name, Your Highness. Second name, Morgan. Your Highness Morgan. Real or fake? How can any of these be real? Like, <laughs> which, uh, I'm gonna go fake. Real. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> he bad plays at linebacker these. for FAU, or he did. 
He doesn't play there anymore. He was a linebacker for Florida Atlantic. Your Highness, first name. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Two and four. Next name, John David Booty. Oh, that's real. Okay. I've heard that one before. Yeah, he but was a quarterback at USC, so okay. a little more prominent. I, th- I threw you a bone there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next name, Stephen Butz- Young. <laughs> Stephen Buttsniff. <laughs> it's got to be fake. <laughs> it is fake, yeah. <laughs> I, I was really trying to see what I could bait you into calling real. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Buttsniff, not a real name. Uh, last but not least, Artemis McCorkle. Real or fake? So goddamn fake. Real? No! (laughs) (laughs) Artemis McCorkle plays for Murray State. That is real. Uh, Well, folks, that does it for this episode of uh, Real or Fake Names. Those are some special names for sure. That was great. Love you, Artemis. Special thanks to Wise Money Sports. Wise Money Sports, we talk about them every week. Why do we talk about them? It's a really cool. It's a it's a cool uh, betting experience where you can you can get professional picks from different gamblers that give out picks from all different sports. This weekend, by the way, they killed it. What was the record for Wise Money's portfolio? Uh, total this weekend was nine four and one. Nine four and one. That's good. That's very good. Yes, it uh, was. And that covers soccer, hockey, uh, basketball, baseball, football, anything you can imagine. Not only can you just get the picks, and you know the picks are great. You get them from a bunch of different professional gamblers that are experts in their sport. But if you want to pay for a different package, you can also get one-on-one consulting with a sports betting broker. They'll help you out with your picks, give you advice, help you make some extra money. So check them out online at wisemoneysports.com and on Twitter at wisemoneysports. All right, Tyler, I saw you uh, tweet out yesterday i believe from your from the sharp angle podcast yes which is your just for anyone that doesn't know the sharp angle is another podcast under the woos media umbrella that tyler hosts and it is it's your professional gambling podcast yeah yeah every day uh same place this podcast is found exactly sharp angle and so i saw you tweet out from that thing that you were upset that lsu moved up to number one in the ap i'm upset that if the committee or the committee were already saying that, if the AP is going to start putting people above Alabama, because that's sort of the threshold, is once you know Alabama and Clemson come down from 1-2, the committee's open to making changes. That That's what that says to me. If the committee's going to get adventurous and get a little crazy in my mind and start taking Alabama and Clemson down, that Ohio State should be up there. You can certainly make a case for LSU being a top team in the nation. I think anybody who's been watching this year could easily make that case. If I were in a de- in a debate show and I got given you know, and I was given a card that said you're going to take the side of LSU, I could put together a very good case for why they could be number one. But I think if the committee's going to start pulling the strings and put and getting crazy here. If we're just talking purely intrinsically who's the best team right now, it's got to be Ohio State. I truly believe Ohio State should be number one. And if, again, if the committee or if the AP is going to start doing that, I'd put LSU number two. Yeah, I mean, I get the AP is kind of notorious for not being great with their rankings anyway. Well, and how much do you think that they, they give they, too many votes to too many people that probably aren't watching a lot of the games? Do you think the AP also wants to factor in good storylines, quote unquote? Uh, I don't We're know. Put LSU well, it's too one, many, it's so too many people voting for there to be a consensus yeah, like that's, that. Yeah, that's true. But. My thing is that I, I like I agree with you. First of all, I think Ohio State is the best team in the country, but I think it's fair to put LSU number one because they have, the best, the they have the best resume. Yeah, yeah the resume yeah, is incredible. Yeah. They beat Texas on the road. Uh, they beat Florida, and then they beat 
Auburn now at home, too. Those but are I, the three best wins that it, for any team okay, in the whole country. Okay, but it depends on what you're talking about, because Ohio State has only played who they can play, and yeah. they've beaten the hell out of all of these teams. I agree with you. Defensively, I think that has been the story this year for Ohio State, and so you have to say, if LSU had the exact same schedule as Ohio State, Ohio State had the same schedule as LSU, I firmly believe Ohio State's spitting out the, the same, if not better, results against that, right. that schedule, and LSU... Who knows what they do against Ohio State's schedule, but I doubt they're putting up the points they do and really shutting down on defense. I think they're very two similar teams, especially now with Joe Burrow, the addition of more of a vertical uh, threat with LSU. But I think that Ohio State has looked so dominant, even though the resume hasn't been up to LSU standards. That's really the one thing LSU has. As you look at who they played, it's like, wow, that's oh, a yeah. tough schedule, Super man. impressive. Exactly. But Ohio State, it's not like they're getting out of these games with, with wins and... and, and treading water to stay in the conversation they're doing exactly what the number one team in the nation should do right yeah i mean i agree with you and i think right now if ohio state plays lsu neutral field i think ohio state's favored and i think they win i agree well favored by how a win against the spread yeah i think i, I, I think my, it'd be a, i don't, I don't I think this better be, be much no, it'd i think probably it'd be three or yeah, so two or three points goal, the yeah. most but i think that the difference just is that ohio state has the best defense in the country and i don't think it's really close i mean even uh, alabama's has been great yeah, I think Alabama really hasn't played anybody yet, and they've given up some points occasionally. Here, you know, maybe they've been garbage time points or whatever. But Ohio State's played some good teams, and they've been shutting everybody out. The thing that's weird, though, is you know every year at this point in the season, at week eight, week nine, week ten, there's always these teams who look elite, and then you get to the end of the year, and there's teams who are hitting their stride. Right. So something weird tells me that Ohio State may be peaking, and by time it's time to play Michigan Conference Championship bowl season you may get the clemson and alabamas who are finally hitting their stride right so you don't know it's it's always interesting to think about every year we do this not we obviously it's the first year of college football weekly but every year everybody does this you yeah. know where there's always a couple teams you you're sure they're gonna make it lo and behold look at the it's always alabama clemson standing at the end right so. yeah and uh, clemson's kind of hitting their stride right now too by the way i mean i know they they're playing the easiest schedule and they're not playing anybody they just blew out boston college who sucks mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a good year for BC, but even still, they're putting up a ton of points. Their defense is really kind of starting to hit on all cylinders and fire on all cylinders. And so, I, I mean, like right now, let's just assume the playoff goes. Uh, the four teams that make the playoff are going to be Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and LSU. I think that's the most likely right now are those yes. four teams, even though LSU and Alabama have to play each other. I think the loser probably still gets in. I and Oklahoma so. gets left out. Oregon gets left out. And that's pretty much it. Penn State loses to Ohio State. That's kind of how I see things going. If that's the four, you know, we don't have to seed them. Who do you think ends up in the championship game? Alabama. Well, if we don't seed them, Alabama, Ohio State. Really? Right okay. now, that th- those are the teams I put in there. I feel like Clemson, and and I, to be fair, Clemson's the team out of all those I've watched the least this year. Right. Well, so, it's because they're not playing exciting yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. It's very not, easy it's not to not watch them. fun to watch them blow out NC State. And so they are the team because of that inherent nature. They're not playing anyone with the most question marks. So I, I inherently say, well, I think they'd be the losers. But I also think it's it's the recent success. Uh, they won it last year, obviously. Dabo Sweeney has now reached the top of the mountain, and I think part of what makes Dabo Dabo is he was at Clemson. He got turned down from some bigger schools. He yeah. has this kind of younger brother inferiority, but now that they're there and everyone thinks that they deserve to be there, you just wonder, is the X's and O's and everything enough to take him over the top? And I don't I don't want to be 
too hard on Dabo here because he's probably the second best coach in the nation right now. Right. <laughs> you know, so but but you just wonder does that motivation pull them back two percent that allows an Ohio State team with Ryan Day, this new great coach who I was wrong about, to kind of steal that spot. So right now I'd probably lean Alabama Ohio State, but it's scary to go against history, man. What about you? Who'd you put? I think. Ugh, I mean, look, just it, it, I, I'm the same as you if we're going off just what we've seen so far. It's, I think that Alabama and Ohio State are probably the, the two that are playing the best. But, well, for the game I want to see for the National Championship would be LSU-Ohio State. I would love to see that, but I don't think that'll happen. I think that what we're going to end up seeing is, is Ohio State-Clemson because even though Clemson, you know, Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked great, they haven't played anybody yet, to me they're a team that even if they, they can limp their way to an undefeated uh, ACC championship and then into the playoffs. And then all you have to do is just give Dabo, you know, because w- once you're in the playoff, I think you get like a whole month to prepare for your first game. But it, give Dabo a month to prepare for whoever it is, whether it be Alabama, Ohio State, whoever, I think that he wins that game. Like I've, I, after seeing them last year where I didn't think, well, I, I did pick them. It was the year before that where I didn't think they had a chance to go to the national championship game and they did that. Oh, man, I just I, to well, me, it's he's on the same level as Nick Saban, where it doesn't matter what condition his team is in. If you just give him enough time to prepare, they're going to get there. So I think we'll see. I think Ohio State could beat Alabama, you know, if that's one four or whatever. And I think it'll be Ohio State Clemson in the national championship game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so too. And, and I mean, you mentioned how good Dabo Sweeney is. I just think that you know, at that point in the year, I was actually going to say it, it means something to be battle tested. And if Alabama's playing all these games, but that's never meant anything in the past for Clemson. They can show right. up in those games, yeah. and they're just fine. So, yeah, I mean, Clemson's good, man. I don't know. Again, they're the team with the most question marks right now of any of those teams, but it's scary to pick against anyone but LSU. I mean, I, I, for some reason, I put LSU in that team that I just feel okay riding off right now. Right. It's weird. Yeah, well, especially after seeing how Auburn's defense could could slow down the offense. Yeah. If, if LSU had kind of lit them up and scored 40 and it wasn't close, I'd feel a lot different. But Alabama also seems like that machine where they're like the Patriots and they can just turn it on and they don't make the mistakes and they've right. been there a million times before. Alabama! <laughs> don't you think that they're like that that team that I yes. feel confident? Uh, X's and O's wives, what I've seen on TV, the feeling in the locker room, the feeling around, I mean, the, the nation right now, Ohio State has to be the team, but everything just leads me right back to... Roll Tide. I feel the same way. I mean, the the line came out for next week's matchup between Alabama LSU, and even this is with the question mark of Tua playing. No one really knows. A couple touchdowns. It's eight or nine points. Oh, okay. It it was ten or eleven before Tua got hurt. That was the really early look ahead line from like two or three weeks ago. Were two or three points? Yep. And and so, and after seeing, oh man, to me, I just think after seeing what Auburn could do to slow down LSU, and that was in Death Valley. I think that with the game being in Alabama, even if two is not hurt, I think I, I, I don't know if I'd pick them eight point favorites, but I'd probably pick them to win money line Alabama against, against LSU, even if two is not playing. I would too. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, you, like, it's just a mental thing, <laughs> yes, right? Exactly. Like, it, it's like, how exactly. can you pick Cause it's another one of those things where and I believe me, I want LSU to win that game. Well, I would too. I'm tired of Alabama. You have to pick Bama. But like, how stupid would you feel if you're like, no, LSU has got this and Alabama just runs all over them. Right. Well, but I also feel to the same, yes, yes, right. And I also feel to the same note that LSU's had so many high-profile games. That's the team everyone's talking about. We've seen them play three or four times. Right. Alabama's like Clemson. They haven't played that many big games yet. So I yeah. haven't really sat down, watched that much Alabama football. They are, uh, 
They're a sleeping giant, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. Well, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited to see that Alabama LSU game. And then, man, when the playoffs get around, it's going to be real exciting. And I still, I honestly think that Ohio State might beat them all. I really do. Yeah, I mean, right now they're. Yeah, I think in the market right now, the only team who be favored would be Alabama. Yep. All right, you want to do week ten games? Let's do some week ten games. Yes. Let me. Uh, so we don't have a lot here. The uh, week ten slate not all that impressive. What with Ohio State being on by, Alabama's on by, LSU's on by. You got a lot of good teams with bye weeks. Penn State's on a bye week. So I don't love this slate, but we're still gonna give out. I think we got five games here. So, and we'll start off with one that. No one's going to want to watch <laughs> Rutgers at Illinois. Why this game, Will? Why are, why are we talking about this? I'll tell you why. Obviously, nobody wants to watch it. <laughs> you can bet this and still not watch it, by the way. That's what I'm going to be doing. Illinois may not be a good team, but Rutgers is awful. Rutgers uh -oh. is Rutgers. They are 126. <laughs> Rutgers is Rutgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they fired their coach, Chris Ash, after they got blown out by Michigan. I heard he was on fire, though. <sighs> hey <-o. laughs> Well, if he was Ash, he had already gone out, but um, he was roasted either way. He got burnt. You can't burnt. just ever let those jokes breathe, can nope, you, Will? I can't. The dad <laughs> jokes kill me, Tyler. Uh, Rutgers, 126th in scoring on offense, 122nd in points against for defense. Uh, their combined score, they played five Big Ten opponents this year. The combined score in those games, all of which they've lost, by the way, 207 to 14. <laughs> oh, God. That's not good. That's not good at all. Meanwhile... Illinois actually doing pretty good by their standards. They beat Wisconsin two weeks ago in that epic upset. Uh, they're ranked almost smack dab in the middle in the national rankings for points per game on offense and defensive scoring. They're right around 60. They're 4-4, four and four, and they got two consecutive wins now against Wisconsin and Purdue. That I think that when you look at Illinois, they're looking to get bowl eligible for the first time in years. They're Lovey Smith maybe trying to save his job. I don't know. And so if they're 4-4... Four and four, uh, they're going to beat Rutgers. Let's just say that. Covering is a different story. But that puts them at 5-4. and four. Then they just need one more win. And you look at their schedule. The only one that's winnable left on their schedule is at Michigan State, which would be an upset. But they beat Wisconsin. They could maybe beat Michigan State. And so I think that that's on their minds. They're saying, we got to get things going on offense. we got to have a good showing here. Let's get tuned up before we go and play these last three games. Try to get bowl eligible. Brandon Peters is back and healthy at quarterback. He's looked really good for them. Their defense hasn't been terrible. Like I said, they're right in the middle of the pack na nationally when it comes to offense and defense. And then you look at Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers, they're getting blown out by everybody. They can't score points. They're one of the worst teams in the country. They obviously have nothing to motivate them here. Right. <laughs> Even being at, uh, you know, they're, they're on the road at Illinois. That's, that, to travel for a bunch of kids that aren't motivated, that know they're going to get their asses kicked, and it's only a 21-point spread. Rutgers is, is losing games by more than that right now. So I like Illinois here. Laying the 21 points. It's the first time. I never thought I'd say that, that I'm picking Illinois laying 21 points in a game. But my really, it's all about how terrible Rutgers is. I have faith that they're going to suck. But it's, it's, it's two-sided also because, yes, Rutgers is very bad. We know that. But there's also a propensity for them to quit. You look at a lot of these games, their offense just stops playing. Defense puts the second string in, and they can't. They're worse than the first stringers, obviously. So I think what's going to happen here is you're going to get a motivated Illinois team who's still playing for something. Like you mentioned, they're still bull eligible. Even though they may or may not win these last couple of games, they have a good 
tangible target in mind this year, and I think that means a lot for a big spread like this. Do they have a an incentive to run it up? And I think the answer is absolutely yes. And even if they don't have a real incentive to be assholes and run it up, it's what's going to happen throughout the, the course of the game, where Illinois is going to want to fight the whole 60 minutes, and Rutgers will have a propensity, as I said, to quit. Rutgers straight up is 2-17 in their last 19 games, so kind of like you, I'm echoing what you said, Will, that they're not going to win this game. It's just, can they cover that spread? Right. But Illinois, they're playing good football. <clears throat> you go back and look at their schedule this year, I can't find that one game where you go, Lovey Smith, you idiot, how can you do X, Y, and Z? I mean, they lost pretty big to Illa, or to uh, Minnesota, but Minnesota's the number 13 team. In, in, in the, yeah, they're good. Minnesota's they're undefeated. They're really good right now. It, that came out of Rolled nowhere. They put 25 uh, points up against Michigan. They lost to Nebraska by four points. Nebraska's a pretty good team in the in, in, in the Big Ten. Uh, they took uh, uh, Wisconsin to the very end, beat them by one. Last week's win against Purdue was a statement win. Well, this team is playing very good football at the right time in the season, and that's what you have to look for. Teams peaking at the end of the year. I think that they think they can make a bowl game. They have motivation to make this a big spread. And once they get going, I could see Illinois covering too. So... I'm on your side of the fence. Okay. Wow. I can't believe that I actually I know, got weird, you to right? do that one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't watch the game. I'm not telling anyone out there to watch it. Maybe just track it on your phone if you're playing a bet. Can I? No one wants to watch. Can I watch it if I want to? <laughs> For those that can't see, I have a gun to his head right now. <laughs> you have to watch it, Tyler. I'm okay. going to force you to watch it. No, I won't be watching it, but I will track it on my phone. I'm going to lay that bet. Next up, Oregon minus five going on the road to Los Angeles at Southern Cal. Ducks are looking for another solid win on their resume. They still kind of have hopes of sneaking into that into the playoffs. They can get, you know, one of those uh, playoff hopefuls to lose a game. Maybe they have a chance. And on the other side, Trojans are five and three, and they're coming off two straight wins against Arizona and Colorado. I still think USC is kind of overachieving by what people expected them to do this year. Uh, Clay Helton still kind of playing for his job even though it does seem like the writing is on the wall and that he's probably going to get fired regardless of what happens even still Southern Cal they're playing with fight and to me this game this game comes down to can Oregon's defense keep Keaton Slovis and the Trojans off the board since getting Keaton Slovis back from injury the Trojans they've been scoring in bunches SC's been a far better team at home and on the road they get Oregon at home here I think that when you look at motivation for this game, Oregon wants this game more, and they need it more if they want to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, look, I think that USC's defense, statistically, they're not great, but they have plenty of talent. They're bound to show up one week. And so, I don't know. Th this game, I, I'm wary to pick either side here. It's, it seems to me like Oregon minus five is the easy play, but I'm a little bit nervous about it. This almost feels kind of like a trap game for yeah. them. We yeah. saw Utah go on the road and lose at Southern Cal earlier this year, a game where Utah was favored. But then you look at the game total for this, 61.5. I like the over here. I think Southern Cal can score on this Oregon defense. Oregon's defense has been very good, but it's been a little bit susceptible to teams that can throw the ball a lot. We saw Washington State score some points on them. Uh, we've seen uh, the Huskies. The Huskies scored some points on them as well through the air. And so I think that Southern Cal can score some points here. I think they'll likely score around 30 points. Then you just need Oregon to score 30 or more. I think that happens. So I'm leaning the over here, 61 and a half. I don't see that kind of a game at all. I like Oregon here. And really? I started digging in, and I go, wait a minute. Didn't I handicap this game last week? Oh, yeah. It was the Penn State-Michigan State game. This has so many similarities. When you start looking at the style of offenses, the recent history, again, the, 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 most, the, the past matchups, 
This is a great offense going against, the, I think, a suspect defense. I think USC has had a pretty good year so far. This is where they really get exposed. Oregon goes on the road. I think Oregon puts up over 40 points. Will, getting your over-under is going to have nothing to do with the Ducks. It's all about USC, and I believe in this Oregon defense. Nine injuries right now on the Oregon Ducks team. Only two of those on the defensive side. They're healthy. They came into the season with the highest expectations, I think, of anybody in the Pac-12, and that is proving to be true. Last week's shocking game, I think, wakes this defense up. Even though the offensive caliber team this this week compared to last week in, in Washington State, I think it takes three or four notches down. USC can't move the football. I think they get frustrated at home. I think we hear some boo birds in L.A., and I think the Oregon Ducks blow USC out on the road. Wow, that's a big statement. Yeah. So you like you put a lot of faith in Oregon's defense. Though. Yeah, and I would also lean to USC's uh, team total under. If the over-under is 63-64, that means USC's team total is going to be right around 28.5, and, and Oregon's is going to be around 33.5 or so, 34.5. So I would go under 28.5 with USC. If it's 27.5 or 28, uh, then it's, it's questionable. But if you can get that hook over 28, I like under team total. Uh, USC as well. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think that I th- look, I think Oregon is clearly well, maybe not good. I think they're one of the best teams in the Pac-12. I think uh, Utah is looking a lot better these last few weeks, but I still, when I watch Oregon play, there's something about the occasional, uh, sometimes they just don't pass the eye test. It's not something I can put my finger on. It's not something I can quantify. But when I watch them play, I think I know Justin Herbert is this great arm but he doesn't throw the ball deep very much. They get a lot of yards after catch in, in the passing game. He's hitting guys But that's just how it's routes. designed sometimes. I think that you get one of these quick-hitting offenses like the 49ers run or the Patriots run where just get the ball out so fast. Herbert doesn't have to throw the ball deep downfield. I think, and I agree, he hasn't looked like the number one overall pick, but I think sometimes you want to see these guys make those NFL throws, and they don't have to at Oregon. Plus, I, I want to put a few stats out there for last week. We see this close game, and I think a lot of people are hesitant to bet on Oregon because of last week and what we have seen, Frank, the last couple weeks from them. But they struggled with these recent matchups. Specifically, let's focus on the Cougars last week. They'd never done well against the Cougars. They were 0-4 the last four times they played Washington State. And the last nine times Oregon played WSU, they were 0-9 against the spread, Will. Wow. So, yes, they didn't cover against Washington State, but... Frankly, if I would have done a little more homework and, and, and looking in deeper for Oregon, those stats would have scared me away. So that's a, a team they had beat the last four times. You know, it was getting to a half decade. That shows a lot to me that Oregon can change the style that, that they were in, doing in the past and really find, finally kind of break through. So I have a lot of positive things from this Oregon defense. The offense, I don't think it has to be that great. I believe they break USC's will. I think they hit a couple, you know, 70-yard passes and just kind of toy with USC here. I think Justin Herbert has a huge day. Yeah, I just, look, there's something about playing at USC. It seems like they're a really good team at home. It's a tough place to go on the road to. Like I said, Oregon, they don't, I don't have a ton of faith on it, but you look at, at their recent history, USC won the last year, uh, last time they played in 2016, that was in Los Angeles. USC beat them 45-20, but four out of the last five years before that, they were all Oregon wins. And uh, a lot of them were blowouts. I mean, I'm looking at this at the scores here. Only one of them was a one-score game yeah. uh, when you're talking about those, those well, four out of five wins. And you have a lot of motivation. Like you mentioned, Oregon still, at least they think they can maybe backdoor their way into the playoffs. Right. And USC, we've seen them fight for Clay Helton, but what happens when they go down 20 points at home? And I think there's a good chance that Oregon gets up by 20, and if so, the wheels could come off. So... It's a big part of my handicap, and I just think this offense really, really struggles. I think USC's offense struggles more than Oregon's offense thrives. That's why I don't really love the over-under one way or another, Um, but I do like Oregon. 
Okay, fair enough. So you're on Oregon. I Minus like the over. Yeah, four and a half or five, either one. Okay, and I like uh, the over, 61, 61 and a half, right around there. Next game up, Kansas State at Kansas. The battle is this. I wonder if there's a name for this rivalry. The battle for the what is Kansas known for? Uh, they're known for the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy. Maybe it's the battle for the uh, sparkly red witch's shoes. Hey, oh, I like that. <laughs> we might have just made a new rivalry <laughs> trophy up. Uh, this game is is being played in Lawrence. That's at Kansas. So K State going traveling a few hours down the road from Manhattan to Lawrence. K State a five point favorite on the road. This seems a little trappy to me. This, this line kind of reeks. When you look at how yeah, well Kansas State played against Oklahoma last week, who we all agree is one of the best teams in the country. Before that game, they had a really good defense. And for them to only, I kind of expected this line to be closer to 10, 11 points for Kansas State. And I know it's like an in-state game, but is it really a rivalry? Is K-State-Kansas, has that been? Well, it's 0-10 ri- the last 10 games exactly. they played. I mean, so. I, know, I know that... I think it's a huge rivalry now that Les Miles... I think what we sh- I think the main point of this game, Will, we should say, how much does Les Miles impact everything? What's Les Miles' factor? How much is he worth in the, in, in the books? Because if we agree that Les Miles is meaningless in this game, and yeah, he's going to add a little motivation, I think Kansas State should be our uh, 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 an absolute play. If Les Miles does add that... Look, this is a brand new team, brand new program. This is not the Kansas of old. I guarantee you the stadium is going to be packed, and they're going to see it as a rivalry. You think so, so? You think oh, they'll pack the house oh, at Kansas? I think they will, man. <laughs> I think this is going to be a real big game for that program. Biggest game in years for the Kansas program. Maybe even five years or so since they were playing big games at the end of the year Maybe with Mangino. Was it Mangino? Mangino, they had uh, – God, they've had so many bad – Charlie Weiss. They yeah, were pretty you're right. good for a couple years there. This is the biggest game since that era right. of Kansas football. So I can't answer it because it's not one of my better bets. But if you, if you start to – and we record this late on, uh, on uh, Tuesday – so if through the week you start to pick up on things and there's more less miles, go get them, and there's a raw, raw around Kansas, and you feel this real energy, there could be value towards the Jayhawks here. I just don't know enough of is less miles worth that much? Can he motivate this team combined with put together a game plan to stop Kansas State? If there's one thing I know this year, it's that Kansas State isn't just winning; they're looking good doing it. So it's not like this is some facade and they're going go to go to, to Kansas and, and, and lose. If the Jayhawks win, or more importantly cover, they're going to have to earn this one. And I guess what I'm saying is, there's a lot of ways I could see Kansas State covering this spread. There's only a few ways I could see the Jayhawks covering this thing, and they're going to have to come and play their best football. Yeah, I agree with you. To me, the only thing that scares me, you talked about it, was that Les Miles, that you know, he definitely brings a, a sense of professionalism and experience. And he's a guy, how many coaches have come in there before where the players go, can this guy really get us there? Right. And they've already shown, I mean, Kansas... They, they squeaked out a crazy win last week against Texas Tech. The end of the game, by the way, I just have to talk about this, was insane. So Texas Tech had a a, a field goal. I think it was like a 40-yard a field goal chance to win it. It was a tie game. I believe it was 35-35 with like 10 seconds to go. Texas Tech is kicking the field goal. Uh, or excuse me, Kansas is kicking the field goal to win. Okay. Texas Tech blocks it, right? The ball bounces around. A Texas Tech player picks it up, and he's trying to return it. And he doesn't make it very far. He's really just running sideline to sideline at this point. And he goes to lateral it to someone who's not even there. He's thinking like, oh, we can win this game. If I lateral it, we can get a touchdown. And a Kansas player then falls on it. 
So it the possession <laughs> changed. So <laughs> even though it was fourth down before, <laughs> the there's only down. eight seconds left, and now they have a, ch a chance to kick it again. It's even a shorter kick, and then Kansas makes the field goal. Brutal way Get to lose for out Texas of Tech. Here. Yeah, it was uh, one of the crazier <laughs> ways endings to a game I've seen. <laughs> That's so, nuts. I think Kansas is only three and five right now, but even still, I think that the players, just to get back to my point, is that they believe in Les Miles, and they know that, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. He won a national championship at LSU. Uh, if, if we do what this guy says, good things will happen. They're scoring a ton of points. They almost beat Texas, for God's sake. Yeah. And so even though like I look at K-State, and they're having a great season. They're five and two. Uh, they're only two losses. They're good losses. They lost at Oklahoma State in week four. And then they lost to Baylor, who's an undefeated team right now. Or actually, Baylor may have lost. I can't remember. Did oh, they lose last week? I, they do have one loss, but I'll check it okay. right now. Um, either way, those are good losses for Kansas. And I mean, they beat, or excuse me, for Kansas State. They beat TCU. They beat Oklahoma. They beat. They went on the road at Mississippi State and won that. Kansas State's a tough team. I love their coach, Chris Kleiman, who this is his first year, by the way. He came over from uh, North Dakota State or South Dakota State, the FCS program where he won multiple national championships. So I almost feel like you give the coaching edge to him, even though it's against Les Miles, because this guy still knows how to win. It's still well, football. But, but, but that is the pure X's and O's, and that's my point is I think that's baked into the line, right? How good that Kansas State football coach is, what what Kansas State's going to do, that's all known knowledge kind of. Like, you know right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, is this making sure. sense? So my point is if we can quantify how much is less worth, that's going to get us a lot closer to this game. But you're right. Like this coach... He kind of has the X's and O's edge, which is weird For to sure. say over Les Miles, but I think you're you're right there. This guy's good. He's really good. Chris yeah. Kleiman's great, and I wonder if if another program will be able to pluck him away from there eventually. But he's doing a great job, and so everything like in my brain is telling me hammer K-State here. If they're only minus five, this line hasn't moved. But once again, it's a stinky line, and this goes back to a pick I gave earlier in the year where I said this is a trap line and it seems too good to be true, and I took it anyway, and I called it my dumb brain pick, and it was Michigan going on the Michigan State going on the road to Northwestern, and Michigan State covered, even though I thought Northwestern would keep it close. And this is the same thing. I can't help it. I can't resist. I'm going to be taking K-State minus five here, and I also like the over, by the way. The over is 57.5. I think you'll see both teams score here. We've seen Kansas be able to score on lots of teams, even some with you know semi-decent defenses. They scored... Uh, I'm looking at Kansas's record right now. They put up 37 points against Texas Tech. They put up 50 against Texas. They put up 20 against Oklahoma. Uh, you know their offense is, is just kind of humming. It's it's they're scoring more and more points, doing better as as the season goes on. They scored 48 on the road at Boston College. So you give me this over 57 and a half, and give me K State minus five. Those are my two picks. Kansas State, or excuse me, Kansas all year long has been giving up early points and having to battle back. They haven't been able to really score quickly. They were down 14-3 in the in, in the Texas game. I believe that was 21-3 before Kansas started scoring. Um, last week, they were down early in the first quarter when they played uh, TCU. I mean, they gave up a lot of those points early, uh, the majority of the points. They only, they only allowed 13 points when they played TCU in the second half, right. and they gave up 51 total. So I think what, I, what my play would be here is after all the less mile stuff and like i said it's hard for me to quantify that so this isn't necessarily a bettable game for me but what i would do is wait till it's live and i know this may be getting a little bit complex but will you do some live betting right a little yeah well, if i see some value i don't do it a ton yeah, but yeah live betting is where you just look at i mean on most of the websites or 
uh, even sports books that a lot of people use nowadays, it's easy. Just, you know, go on when there's a game going on, and it's usually easy to find, and, and there's a live line during the game. So if a team gets up by a certain amount of points, the line will adjust based on what's happening during the game. I could see Kansas State getting up early here, 14-0, 17-0, and then the Jayhawks battling back and uh, and at least making it someone close to the end of the game. So let's say it is 14-0 at the end of the first quarter or at the start of the second quarter. So I bet you could probably get a live line. Instead of Kansas uh, instead of Kansas State minus 5, it'll probably be Kansas State minus 14, 16, around there. And I feel much better taking the Jayhawks plus 14 live, even if they're down points because they've shown me this year they can come back. So I would stay away, make the live play on uh, Kansas, but... This is a like for you, Will, so I'm not going to get in your way if it's a like. Yeah, I like the over, and I like K-State there. Yeah. Next game see, up. It, see, it seems like the right play. <clears throat> yeah, but once again, it, <laughs> it seems too good to be true. If I get burned, I'm going to be coming in here next week saying, man, I'm so stupid, yeah, I did it again. Yeah. So uh, You're going to say, oops, I did it again. <laughs> Brittany, uh, next, next week, or next game up. <laughs> you threw, uh, you uh, threw me off I with a little Britney Britney Spears <laughs> reference there. Uh, I got my mind going. Uh, Georgia. Versus Florida, I believe they dubbed this game the largest outdoor cocktail party, Which, I believe. They've never been to one of my uh, outdoor events, one of my backyard parties. I think it's kind of cool because the whole deal with this game is everyone dresses up really nice, and like that's the whole thing. It's the cocktail party. Ugh. Everyone kind of dresses up somewhat nice for the game. It's neutral, by the way. The game is in Jacksonville. It's where they play it every year. Uh, this is a real rivalry here, Georgia and Florida. So Georgia, five-and-a-half-point favorite. Georgia 6-1, Florida 7-1. And, and to me, this game is all about the resume. So early in the year, when I go through games, I really like to look at you know, last year's results plus how many starters they have, did they make any coaching changes, things like that. I, I like to look at it a lot like that. But once you get to this point in the season, I think that you can rely a little heavier on what have they done this year? What, is, what, what, are their, what does their resume look like? Do they have common opponents? Things like that. And to me, the resume is all in Florida's favor. Florida's got a much stronger resume. Georgia's best win was six points at home against Notre Dame, a team that Michigan just blew out in a goddamn hurricane. So their one loss, by the way, terrible. They lost at home to South Carolina, who is not a good team, by the way. South Carolina just lost to Tennessee. They lost to North Carolina. They are a bad team. And by the way, when they beat Georgia, they were on their third-string quarterback. Florida, on the other hand, they beat Auburn at home. They beat South Carolina. There's a common opponent, and they did it handily. And their only loss is to currently number one ranked LSU. Yeah. And, and by the way, they played a close game against LSU for three quarters. LSU just kind of pulled away at the end there. It was it was a really great game. And when you look at this game, both of these teams know what's at stake. The SEC East and a chance to make the playoff. I mean, if they if either of these teams, it's still alive for both these teams. We may not be talking about them much for the playoff, but if they can win their division and then go to the SEC championship game, maybe beat Alabama or LSU, they're in the playoff if they yeah. win the SEC. So both these guys know the stakes. And when you when you talk about that, when you talk about the resume that Florida's looked, I think, like the better team, I think Kyle Trask has been a really solid quarterback for them in relief for Felipe Franks, who I didn't like, by the way. And then you look at, like, who would you give the coaching edge to this one in, Tyler? Would you give it to Dan Mullen or to, to Kirby Smart? I, I mean, this is an interesting one. I'm not the biggest fan of Kirby Smart, but I think he has a slight edge here. Dan Mullen's still... I like Dan Mullen, but for some reason I have a hard time putting him on that level. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's he funny because we've talked about Dan Mullen in the past, and it seems like you're, he's just a guy you're not very high on. No. And I think that he's proven me wrong this year. but He's I, proven a lot of people wrong. Yeah. I think it's, it's hard to – we all put on those blinders of, well, what did you do at Mississippi State? But that's mm. a lot different than the talent you get at Florida. And 
I'm just stuck on his personality, which is the stupidest thing. And, and I understand that that's something you can't be stuck on. But he doesn't seem like the kind of coach. You know me, Will. I like types of yeah. people, types of coaches. He doesn't seem like the type of coach that can win the huge games. They, they can win this game. Right. So, you know, Kirby Smart to me is more analytic. He's going to play show up better in games like this. Yeah. Yeah, know? see, I so think I, I, I give a slight nod to Georgia. I think I give the coaching edge a slight one to Dan Mullen, but I think I give the yeah. talent edge to Georgia. I think Georgia's they've got a higher ceiling when they're at their best. I think they're one of the best teams in the country, but right. we just haven't seen it this year. They haven't been that way. And I think Florida is still undervalued. And I think this game, I think the spread should be closer. I think it should I think it should be more like 3 points, maybe even less than that. I think these are these are fairly even teams. And so, if you're going to give me the team that I think has shown to be better so far this year and five and a half points, I'm taking Florida all day. And I never thought I'd say that before the season. Yeah, I know you were low on Florida to begin with. For sure. But I mean, they've low. looked good. Um, I like the under in this game. This screams under to Ooh. me. I see both defenses showing up in this 47? Is that the number? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw, yeah, we'll go 47. Okay. I, I saw 48, but we'll be conservative with it. Um, uh, look, I, I think that this is a classic SEC championship, winner takes all, loser leaves town kind of game. This is a both these defenses, by the way, I think are a little bit underrated, and that's saying something for a Georgia defense. And Georgia loses one game, and it's like no one's talking about them. They suddenly fall off the face of the earth. It was They're, to South Carolina, but yeah, it was to South Carolina. They're still fifth in the country in rushing yards allowed. A lot of uh, defensive efficiency stats have Georgia in the top ten. I think they frustrate Florida this game. But I'm not saying the Georgia offense has any more luck. I think this is a classic low-scoring game, 17-14, one of those 2017 games. Kind of like uh, how the, the Notre Dame-Georgia game was. Yeah, similar, similar, to to that. similar to that, except you know, defense is on a bit of a, the next level. I think we can probably agree that Florida's got a very, very underrated defense, and I trust them to get after Jake Fromm to get after this Georgia offense, and we know Georgia wants to run the football, right? That's yeah. kind of what they do. So I think that the clock is going to play into this too as well. Florida, we know the what's been going on at quarterback there this year, but still they want to establish a running game. The way these two teams play, the the dominating defense, give me a classic SEC under here. All right, I like it. Uh, Tyler likes the under forty seven. I like Florida plus five and a half in the largest outdoor cocktail party. What's your cocktail of choice Tyler I'm not a huge cocktail guy but when I do I mean whiskey and and seven up man I'm, I'm easy oh you seven know, and seven kind of guy I'm real easy yeah interesting what about you um look I changed it up I, I I like a good cocktail I don't drink a lot but I do like a good cocktail I think that right the one I've been good, getting after a lot right now is uh vodka sodas a vodka okay. soda with like a like a little lime in there, a slice of lime. Yeah, yeah low calorie. You know, you know me. My I do. I do beers though. Beach season coming up in about seven <laughs> months, yeah. so I got to watch my figure. Low calorie cocktail like that. I like beers. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You're a beer guy. Yeah. Not really That's a cocktail. Cool. The what I'll do the most for cocktail. I tell you what. You give me a good cocktail sauce. Whew, I will. Eat that all day with some shrimp. I love cocktail sauce. You'll eat the cocktail sauce with some shimp. Exactly. That's the, <laughs> yeah, that's the important exactly. way. Exactly. Only if there's shrimp will you <laughs> yeah. have the cocktail well, sauce. Or anything else the cocktail sauce goes good on. But Tyler's I mean, there. He's, he's eating for? spoonfuls of cocktail <laughs> no. sauce with the occasional shrimp. What else do you use cocktail sauce for besides shrimp? <laughs> that's a really good question. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had it with anything else. No, I'm not. Is that a racket? You think all the shrimp people own all the cocktail <laughs> sauce <laughs> co <laughs> co businesses? I wouldn't doubt it. You know, it's the first. Maybe we did come across a conspiracy theory around. 
on that. We should we should look into that. Let's if any of the it. listeners out there want to do some research for us, help us find out what's going on in this <laughs> shady shrimp and cocktail sauce business. Help us out. Love a good we cocktail sauce. We may have uncovered sauce. something big. Mm. <laughs> Back to the games. Last but not least, Utah on the road at Washington. They go to Seattle. Utah a three-point favorite here. I feel like in the preseason I was all over Utah. And then as the season has gone on, I've kind of been doubting them a lot. And I think a lot of it had to do with their disappointing show at Southern Cal. Even though I picked Southern Cal in that game against the spread, even still, I kind of wanted Utah to prove me wrong. And I wanted them to be a lot better than they are. And look, they're still good. They're they're 7-1. and one. I think they're ranked 10th in the country right now. Uh, if not in the top 10, yeah. Yeah, and if they can go and, and, and you know, they, with USC losing a couple games... Uh, I think they pretty much have the South locked up here if they can just kind of get through the rest of their schedule. But, but, you know, maybe not. If they lose this game, it might come down to that tiebreaker with them in Southern Cal. Either way, Utah has a chance here to go and win the Pac-12. They control their own destiny. And once again, same thing as as Oregon, maybe try to sneak into the playoff if some if we see chaos happening with among the top four. And so they are 7-1. and one. They go at Washington. And... Utah, they've look. They've really impressed me over the last handful of weeks. You look at their uh, their results over the last few weeks. Let me pull up their schedule. I'm having a little trouble with my computer here. Are you looking at Washington? Uh, no, Utah. Sorry, I, I got it right here. But they've been their defense has been consistent all year, and now they're actually their offense is really starting to hit a stride. Uh, they beat they, California, who I know Cal was ranked early in the year, but maybe isn't that great. Still a very good defense. They beat them 35 to nothing. That's a lot of points to score on a Cal defense that is very good. They beat Arizona State at home, and you look at their de- their defense has allowed 10 points the last three weeks, and only 13 the week before that. So they're scoring a lot of points. They scored a lot of Oregon State. They scored on Washington State. I th- I think that when I'm looking at this game, it's tough to take Utah on the road at Seattle. It's traditionally a very tough place. Washington's been a very good team at home, and man, I, I think that part back of me, and forth, huh? Yeah, part of me is scared to take Utah here, but even still, you look at what Washington has done this year. And they've just been so inconsistent. They they look incredible one week, and and uh, Jacob Eason looks like oh wow they 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 got this transfer guy and he looks amazing. And the next week they look terrible. They're losing to bad teams. They lost to Stanford, who was terrible this year. They just uh, you know they they played Oregon tough, but they lost that game. They lost to Cal early in the year. They've just been up and down. And even though they're traditionally a good team at home, and I don't doubt that Chris Peterson will kind of have them ready for this big game, there's something about this where I look at it and I think this is where Utah put puts their foot down and, and proves to the world, hey, we're the better team here in the Pac-12 South. We're the dominant team. I don't think that they've won. Uh, let me look through uh, their their history against Washington on the road. They haven't won a game there in a long time. I don't uh, think they have. It's but, uh, straight up, uh, Utah's won in six the last seven. Wow. Yeah. Th- I mean, look, that's once again, this is all kind of making me a little nervous, but there's just something here in my gut that's telling me I think Utah has been the more consistent team, definitely on defense. And now with their offense doing better, Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss, they've kind of been a little banged up, but they're still finding a way to score. I think I like Utah here laying the three points. I just think they're the better team. I think Kyle Whittingham is a really good coach. I don't think that he has a coaching advantage over Chris Peterson, but I think it's kind of a stalemate. And so with this game, the data is not telling me enough to lean one way or the other. My gut is just telling me Utah is going to go in and win this and cover the three-point spread. I think Washington does have a bit of a coaching advantage. And I think the reason Utah is 1-6 against Washington in the last seven games, I would put Utah 
on par, if not a little better than they typically are. But Washington is way worse this year than they typically are. And I still think that Washington at home, that environment, it's going to be too much for Utah to overcome. Giving Utah points here on the road, saying Utah's the favorite, has shown how far we've come this season. But then I really looked at, at the stats, and it's like, I, I, I'm like you, Will. This, this game takes me in a ton of different directions. The handicap does because I want to take Washington. Everything tells me to take Washington. I still kind of lean Washington, but they can't run the ball this year. And if they right. can finally run the football, that to me would uh, it'll allow things for Jacob Easton to work. And I don't think Easton's gotten a fair shot because this offensive line, not as good as advertised. This rushing game, not as good as advertised. They're only running the ball for 172 a, a game. Right. And they do not have a good defensive schedule played. So I don't trust this rushing attack. They're scoring 35 points a game, but as Will said, very inconsistent there. I just don't think they have the offense to keep up with Utah, but I'm not about to spend money on a Utah team that hasn't proven they can beat this uh, program, especially in this stadium. I think it's a coaching mismatch in favor of Utah or of uh, Washington. Excuse me. I'll repeat that. I think it's a coaching uh, advantage in favor of Washington. But there's too many things on both sides. And folks, you don't have to play every single game. I would lean Washington. I actually... If there's one heavy lean that we would have to make, it would be the Huskies this game. I do not trust Utah on the road in this scenario, but this could be their year, and I'm not going to start trying to fade them at this point in the season, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, I think that I think you're right to assume that we, you know, we, in this case, we shouldn't just bet Utah until they prove they can win on the road at Washington. But, you know, Washington traditionally, the last. The last five years under Chris Peterson, they've been such a good home team, and this year it just feels different. They, they lost two home games this year. But one was to Oregon, that yeah, very the, close but, game last And then the other time. one was Cal, and I get that was week two. And maybe and they've done better since then. it was after that lightning delay. Yeah, it was weird. a rain delay. Even still, that just doesn't – something about this Washington team doesn't feel like what we're used to seeing under Chris Peterson. Yeah. And they, you're right. The offensive line hasn't bit lived up to standards. A lot of people talked about them having one of the best offensive lines in the country before the year. Right. They had a bunch of returning starters. They haven't lived up to that. And that matchup against Utah's defensive line, which is incredible. They're really good at creating pressure. Even sometimes without having to blitz, they can create pressure. I really like the Utah defense here. My biggest question mark is the offense, but I just think that this game is going to mean more to Utah. I think they're going to be more motivated because they still have a chance to make the Pac-12 championship game, whereas for Washington, that's that's out the window. They don't have a chance anymore. I think Utah's the more motivated team here. My gut is telling me Utah wins, and honestly, could be by two scores or more. If there's one direction I lean for the over-under, it's definitely under. I think both defenses show up here. And the one thing me and Will have just been echoing, well, at least I know it was a big part of mine, is this Washington offense is not the same that, we're, that we've come to expect. And it's really Utah's defense that's gotten this far in the season. Over-under right now that I see is 47.5, Will. Yeah, that's where I had it. I like the under here. And, okay. and if I had to pick a best bet for this game, I would definitely go under. I think both defenses uh, show up. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that's all we got. Like I said, not a lot of great matchups this week, but we'll see how those picks do. So uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Subscribe, review. That really helps us grow the show. Tell a friend if they're into college football. Thanks for listening. Also, follow us on Twitter, at CFB Weekly. We'll see you next week, guys.